Hello and welcome to Talking About Trek, episode three. <laughs> we made it, Sam. Three we weeks. Did. Three, three episodes represent a remarkable level of consistency that I <laughs> frankly did not expect this podcast to have. We're here. We're here. This is it. I mean, we, I reckon we can make it to six if we really try. I reckon we can do it. This, by okay. the way, is more times... I think we've hung out more doing this podcast <laughs> than we have in the last, like, two years. So like, like <laughs> no, maybe not the last two I years. Th- I but, think that's exaggerating. No, that's probably exaggerating. <laughs> but we are hanging out more than we, than we, we otherwise would, which is also nice. It's uh, um, a Jeffrey's Tube to Friendship, I think, is what that is how I see is... it. I can't decide whether that's the worst line or anyone's ever, the worst thing anyone's ever said. I think it might be. I think, I think Jeffrey's tube to friendship is, is wow. To, to be, to be clear to, to listeners who thought that me and Sam were best friends and they found out that we, we never hang out. Uh, we live on uh, different sides of the same city and we, we hang out, uh, you know, when we can, you know? Yeah. But I would also say that, you know, we, like we, keep, we, we, we keep in touch. We, we're, we're, like, te- we're texting we keep a lot. It, we keep in touch, right. But I would also say like all friends, and I've got other friends who are, by the way, one friend of mine who lives in Kennington, who I literally live like, what, that's 10 so minutes close away from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I see them about once a year. So yeah, I think it's, it's, it's just, that's just, you know, life, isn't it? Stuff gets <laughs> there's, a, there's a but, pattern here with you, Sam, I think is what you're telling me. This, yeah, probably. But this, this, this podcast is bringing us together. You know? It is, you know, like like a like a long lost father and son, although not really father and son. But can you, you think know. of your best? Can you think of father and son pairings in Star Trek? What what like what's my okay? Actually, that, that you know you know what? Scrap it. That's my favorite. <laughs> that's my that's my new opening question. What is your favorite favorite parent child uh, pairing in Star Trek? There we go. Boom. Uh, it's Data and his uh, the daughter he made, uh, <laughs> and it's just clearly that one. Partly because that episode is just. Kind of oh, dumb, and a... and there's that stupid, really overblown bit at the end where the where they're sort of standing in the hallway of the Enterprise, and I forget who it is. I think it's like the Starfleet officer who's come to repossess Tater's daughter as some sort of you know uh, concern yeah. over the future of AI, and he's like, yeah. he did all his he did all he could. His hands move faster than I've ever seen anyone's hands move. <laughs> And it was kind of a, a little bit overblown, but that was a that's... that's a that was a terrible episode because I remember like what the what the child looked like when he first made it as well, and it's like this weird yeah. like lemming that oh, was weird as hell. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is a good one, and also like Data's best child, like the the Picard the Picard children are nowhere near as good as that. Come on, oh, as in like the, no. the seasons one and two children that he had are, are not on the same level as I can't remember the kid's name, but yeah, no, um, no, mine. Oh, what's mine? Um. Probably, I mean, Ben Cisco and Jake Cisco is hard to beat, to be honest. That the episodes, um, is it the 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 writer where you, where Cisco oh, disappears yeah, into an anomaly and he he reappears later in life when Jake Cisco is a writer and like through life through his life. That, that was, that was great. an incredible episode. That was a great episode. But just Deep, Deep Space Nine, uh, it's just just it's classic. You know, Deep Space Nine had all the best episodes. It did. And yeah. Exciting that this episode, this well, this season seems to be uh, pushing towards Deep basically Space Nine. A, a covert Deep Space Nine season. Um, yeah, and I just want to, just want to, just want to say two for two on the conspiracy theories. Uh, Deep Space Nine elements got it from that that baseball shot you did. in the Ferengi. In the Ferengi's, uh, you the Ferengi did. I can't tell. I feel like maybe you were just lucky. I can't oh, tell I whether you're over reading on it. It's just skill but at this maybe point. you're just you're just that good. I'm going for three and three Trek. as well. We'll see what happens. Um, All right. But yeah, so yeah, I think I think I think the Cisco is another one. I mean, we can talk about this a bit later, probably. But 
uh, Worf uh, and and Alexander Rozhenko. Uh, whoa, just uh, he, he he really he was a very part time father of the Enterprise. He a really, terrible father. He really just occasionally occasionally uh, showed up. His taught his kid a, little, a small lesson. And then, <laughs> what about what about father father a year? Um, Rafi's husband. You know. Oh well, yeah, of course. Doesn't want Rafi to is interested in Rafi seeing her child, despite the fact that he owns this this awful yeah. bar where yeah, the all the crime. Bar. In was it Metalla Prime? Metalla, Metallus Prime. Metallus Prime. Uh, all of that crime goes down in that bar, but he's got the more high ground against Rafi. Oh yeah, um, and and just by the way, on a point that we referenced in the first episode of this 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 long running podcast, um, Metallus Prime, named after the after the writer of the show this season, the showrunner. If I thought that was a one off, I thought the Metallus Prime be first episode, we'd never hear about it again. One of the main plots of the, this whole series is taking place on this planet. How like arrogant is that to make it? I'm going to name this place after myself. I can't believe that. Outrageous. If you were, you wouldn't, you wouldn't call it the. You wouldn't write a planet called White Prime. Pete. No, to, to probably be wouldn't. Is my last name. Sam has just given everyone my name, uh, which is my last name is White. Uh, if you want, if you want my natural insurance number, Sam will provide that as well. I can provide uh, that. <laughs> it also, it also good to clarify because it does also sort of sound. Yeah, um, it's, it's not good. Like, it's, it's like you'd get cancelled. It's, for... it's problematic for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for we, we, that's why I have to clarify that. Just, just to are you going to have to beep that out now, or are you worried that there are so many listeners this podcast? I thought, about, like... I thought about beeping you last episode. Actually, you were, you were, you were, you were. You were <laughs> You were quite, you were quite um, uh, vitriolic towards Kai Win last episode. <laughs> was, I, was I swearing? Did I? Did it? Did, did, does it need to be? Uh, no. Does well, there I'm, need to? Be, does, does there need to be content warnings uh, at the start of this? Yeah, we should have a like a little a little thing, shouldn't we? Actually, like do on Channel Four, like yeah, you know, distressing scenes. Um, All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. And I and I think uh, as we start every every episode. Sam, hope and concern. Did it did, did it happen? Tell us about it. <clears throat> My hope is unresolved. My hope was Vadik's intentions wasn't a stupid plot device, but we don't know anything more about Vadik's intentions. Nothing happened with Vadik. Uh, literally, yeah. uh, Vadik just flew around and and nearly caught the um, nearly caught the ship. I guess yeah. we know that Vadik is sort of maybe a changeling. Well, well, well she's, maybe, in, maybe. she's in cahoots with. She seems know. to be in cahoots with them. So yeah. that that was a that was my that was my hope, and my concern was sort of the flip side of that, which was it was going to be a stupid plot device uh, <laughs> for why Jack Crusher was around, but we just don't know what's going Again, on there. Again, no, no, no furthering of Jack Crusher. Um, well, actually, there is a little bit, but yeah, un, um, unresolved entirely. What about yours? What yeah. was yours? Well, my my hope was that they would continue to not mess up the new characters coming in, the old characters coming in. And I think they were successful this episode. I thought Worf and Worf especially was excellent. So like they've my hope was my hope came true. Uh my concern totally agreed. was was the was the flip side, which was uh the badassery coming into Trek, the, the badass Beverly, the jaded Beverly. And that also I, well, 50-50. I don't think it really happened. I think it was more believable than, than I was I was what I was concerned about anyway. Um I completely agree with you. I expected yeah. Crusher to be all I've seen the the harsh side of the Federation, and <laughs> I know what well, it's like to live, you know, yeah, amongst Jack, the <laughs> Jack Crusher and me haven't eaten for three weeks. Yeah, exactly. And you're all soft, and you lived it, but they didn't really do that. That didn't although, really happen. Although, I mean, I and I did, I did message you, uh, I did message you during the week, um, and with my big, my, probably a much bigger concern, and I think my message just said, "I've just worked it out for fuck's sake, bad um, mirror universe, Beverly." 
I was like, yeah, she's mirror universe, and she isn't. That's I'm very happy that didn't happen either. But I was I was really I convinced myself I got it at that point. Okay, so I thought you meant by that that Vadic was mirror universe Beverly. And I was kind of like, it's an interesting take. And I'm not I'm not altogether unconvinced you're wrong. You were well, you were you were you didn't mean that, but I'm not altogether convinced that isn't true. Uh it probably isn't, but you know, it's a fair yeah. shout as anything. No, but my, um, my my take was that because we hadn't heard her speak yet, um, and there are lots of things like, oh Beverly's not how you think she is and all this, I just I was like I bet she's from the mirror universe. That makes so much sense. And that's and they can explain Jack Crusher through that, but they haven't gone down that road, which is probably a good thing. Um yeah. and we'll go into the episode because there's there's so much to just so much to talk about this episode. Yeah. Um yeah. and as as for first time listeners, as we go through, uh, Sam and I will um, pull out our highlights, our low light, uh, conspiracy theory, and our favorite nostalgia moment of the episode. Um, and going into going straight back into the episode, Sam, we're back at the Titan again, and we, we pick up where we left off. We're with the Shrike, being being chased by the Shrike, um, and the crew is pretty pissed off. They put in the situation. They're they're upset with Jack Crusher, which is completely fair. Um, I think I guess well they should be more upset with Picard, but they're upset because you know they were basically home and dry, and then they basically decide to engage and get into the situation to save Picard and Riker and now they're stuck in it because they didn't want to hand over Jack Crusher and now they're just they're now basically screwed. Um mm. and Jack Jack is kind of like he starts off all kind of like being the rebellious guy and he's like, oh and Debbie's like, no, don't they they'll need us. So I think she means they'll need us to like be medical stuff, basically. Um so she's she we we get Beverly talking for the first time and it's her restraining Jack Crusher being like, mate, calm down. Um yeah, yeah. is is this this is also the bit where she's sort of told to back off a bit by the um by the other doctor, is it? Oh no, that's not yet. Right at the start of it. So this is like this is literally just we we have a little bit of a, a scene setting, um and then we have a little chat with Riker and oh, yeah, later about what to do. Yeah, yeah, and then they, they decide to hide basically because they can't find a ship. And the point here is this is just a Wrath of Khan like setup entirely. Like Nebula, like it's not a cloud, it's nebulous time or anomaly. But um, you know, dull the senses, go into the go into the nebula and just hide basically from the ship that's more powerful than you. Very Wrath of Khan. Again, another straight reference to a, a TOS yeah. film. Um let's jump onto the uh the the before time. The, <laughs> well, let's do the, it. Well the before, the bar. So this the, is the, the straight into the, I mean, so the, we the next scene we go straight into this 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 I mean it, I'm not willing to say it's the same bar that from the from the previous episode, but it's a similar. It, I reckon it's it the same like, set. It look it looks like the day. It looks like Leonid just filmed it from the other side. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. They it, just it had less people in it. And I mean, the big difference. And this was I couldn't believe they did this. They de-aged Riker. They put de-aging CGI on well, Riker and Picard. So, I, so so the de-aging on Riker. Well, okay, fair enough. The de-aging on Picard just looked like he like. I don't know, shifted down a, a sort of resolution or so. And yeah, it, just it was like an Instagram filter, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was. It did look very good. It, really it was did. weird. I, th- I thought on Riker as well. It just looked, it was too much. It was like, because I think they also like did stuff to his beard to make his beard less beardy as well. And so they gave him yeah. more face and it just looked a bit weird. Like, but, it was very jarring. But this is meant to be, I suppose, not that long after nemesis for example so well, so I, I i did look this up because i was really interested I, I was like someone's definitely worked this out right um and it took place two years after nemesis the end of nemesis so 
means that Riker basically hot footed out of there pretty much after Nemesis and left. And, um, so they were a rough, they were a rough two years for, for, for Picard for both of them. To be honest, they've aged, they aged a lot in those two years. Yeah, they're they're, they're both part CGI in that in that in that time. And also yeah. the interesting fact that makes because Riker's talking about his son, obviously that makes yeah. um, Jack Crusher the same age as Riker's son would have been, which I guess I guess gives weight to everything that happens later. So this, yeah. this was twenty years ago from from present day Picard. Yes. Um, and that, that's what this, 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 this scene's about. They, you know, they're having banter in the bar and Riker um, tells of his son's troubled birth. He'd just been born and the, 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 um, the name of the episode comes straight in, 17 seconds, which was the, the turbo lift ride uh, it took to get down to the floor where his son was being born and there were complications. And that was 17 seconds in that turbo lift. Yes. Um, which is... You know, it's very. I mean, he, he's just in that turbo lift, just counting to himself. I guess it's, so. it's literally seventeen seconds, and then we get what I thought was probably the worst cameo of all time. <laughs> um, Marina so Sirtis coming on. She calls Riker, yep. and she says along the lines of, "I'm at home with the baby, and you know, you're just having whiskey. Now come home and bring the bottle with you, or something." And it's yeah, it was it was beyond cringe. I was this, just like, it, was... it felt it really felt like like she wasn't acting at all it was the worst cameo that's like, what i mean this was marina certis yeah. just being marina certis this was not uh, troy like it was, was it was weird it, it feels like they just grabbed her and went do you want to be do you want to just do a scene like there was but not no, even oh. a scene like they were just like just do you just want to like jump on <laughs> just yeah. yeah jump on zoom and film something quickly <laughs> and then, so and then we'll just put it in that'll be fine yeah and and the bring the whiskey line oh i mean it was it so, was, it was, so it? it was so cringy it was yeah. so bad um but we, we have we terrible. have this context we have this setup of picard not knowing what it's like to have have a children son. yeah um and, and we we flash straight back to the titan and we're we're now in this cloud they're hiding in this nebula cloud and they've got these people looking out the window uh, and they're telling him they don't see anything, and then one guy's weirdly aggressive, and you know we we find out later who this person is. But in this moment, I was like, "Calm down." Bit much. Just be so rude. <laughs> Why did you talk over her? Just chill out, man. It's okay. Um, but I mean, at one point here, you know, that the big point of going into this cloud is the sensors aren't working. Immediately, what they do <laughs> is say. Uh, our sensors are detecting that it's an electrical and biological signatures in this in this nebula, and it's like I thought they weren't working. Okay, um, but there's clearly something weird about this nebula. Sure, with a great line. Um, anyone want, anyone want to throw any more weird shit at me? Which I thought was pretty good. Um, so we kind of have that set up. They're they're walking around the nebula, and then we go straight to seven, and LaForge is checking on seven. Uh, she just comes in, and uh, we have a little flash of Voyager. She's got a model Voyager seven of nine. Did you catch that, Sam? I did not. Now was seven. Now I feel like no. In fact, no, no. I thought I had my my fact of the day, but it's further on. It's further on. Okay, keep, right. keep going. Keep going. Keep okay. going. I did not notice the model of Voyager though. Yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. Was that? The, the beginning of the shot on her desk, and in in, in a very Picard way, it was like a a, a silver metallic mo uh, model of, of Voyager on a desk. Yeah. Um. This this was a weird scene. I thought this was a weird scene. This was this was a weird scene. Like yeah. you know, LaForge just kind of checking on Seven, and that was kind of it. But uh, but uh, also, I don't. So I'm getting very suspicious of LaForge purely because she's not really doing anything, but she's around. She appears to know serve, serve no apparent purpose of the plot, but yeah. she's just here. Don't which, I mean? Yeah, I've got. I'm a gonna, I'm, I, I mean, I, I've 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 got a theory in the sense that 
well, well we'll come on to the the, the changelings but i have a theory is that I just... conspir- okay we'll come to that i don't know i don't know if it's my conspiracy theory but we'll, we'll, it's we'll a good keep one. going anyway um let's, work, let's keep working away but like yeah yeah but i just i mean on this on this LaForge come i mean my, my theory on that sam is that um they clearly want to build her character because either she has a bigger role or they want to do a sequel with her <laughs> and they like her basically as an actor um yeah LaForge checking on seven. She, I mean, she she keeps going on about Geordie. Immediately goes into like opens with, "My father was one of the greatest engineers to ever live." It's like, I don't know if he was. I, I think I think like this is this is almost like fan fiction error in in like whenever I I've heard a, a Star Trek fanfic, everyone is always like the head, the president of their world, or just the most like basically superheroes. Um, I don't. I mean, Geordie was great, but I don't know if he was one of the you know, most important engineers. Um, and she's talking about how, you know, nepotism because of Geordie, no one ever believed in her. And she thinks the same of Seven and, you know, she calls her <laughs> Commander Seven, which is rather touching. Yeah. Um, and then then we go to sickbay, Sam. Then we go to sickbay and we find Beverly upstaging Dr. Oak, which, I mean, I don't care if it isn't. I'm, I'm taking it as a Pokemon reference. That's Professor Oak. Um, Beverly is is right there helping out. Um and Oak says, and this is actually a little thing, a really, really minor thing, which might be nothing. But Oak says, it will t- when Beverly wants to help out, she's like, uh, I'd have to update you on 20 years and it would take longer than doing it myself. And then Beverly and Jack just look at each other like a knowing look, like, like well, that's not actually what the truth is. So maybe there's something going on there. I don't know. I just thought this was, I, I, I didn't, I thought it was kind of dumb, this bit where, where, <laughs> where it was like, you know, you don't know anything. Yeah, you know, we've changed so much, you know, and, and everything's different now. You're not going to be able to help at all. Just go away. Well, so she has and existed it, for the last 20 years. It's I know. Like, and, yeah. she's, and she's been apparently doing this sort of emergency medicine. So it was a little bit unbelieving that that, that would happen. But well, anyway. I, I reined myself in, Sam, from from the list of planets that she reeled on. I, I did look at it, but I, I reined myself in from going through them. You can look it up. There's <laughs> lots of little great references. There's like one to TNG. There's one to Discovery. It's, it's really good. And there's one to Voyager, I think, as well. But yeah, um, <laughs> this is all just set up for uh, Riker and and JL and John Luke turning up. Uh, and <laughs> Riker, Riker's really like, hey, kiddo, to Jack, why don't we go into the hall? Uh, he, he, barely even, he barely even says, hey, kiddo, before, before Jack just knows what he's going to say. And he's like, yeah. I'm not. I, I'm, yeah, not, I'm, not I'm not coming out. I won't do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um but after after a little bit of, of coercing and Beverly saying it's fine, he does go. And we're yeah. left with Picard and Beverly. And we have this big kind of setup scene where they go through what's happened. And essentially, uh, Beverly makes a point that she didn't think that she could protect her child f- from being the son of Picard because Picard's always in danger because Picard has a lot of enemies. And she basically couldn't protect Picard's son but could protect her own so she made the decision to detach him entirely from Picard Picard comes back saying that you cut me out of the biggest decision of my life yeah. um Bevy's like you never would have walked away and he's like well I don't know um I like the little reference to Picard's father because I think despite kind of the weird stuff that's happened in Picard this in the actual in season two the stuff in TNG still with his father is a big part of his upbringing, and I actually quite I'm quite happy that with with his father and his brother and his father being a really hard farmhand dad, I think that actually is a big part of Picard. So it was a, this was a good, I think yeah I mean I I thought this was good I yeah. I liked that I thought this was a really good scene I yeah. don't I think we talked about this before Patrick Stewart doesn't I don't always feel like Patrick Stewart is playing Picard 
that yeah. well. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you recognize. It doesn't always feel like I recognize the Picard on screen uh, yeah. very well. But in this scene, I really felt that it was Picard at having a, quite a big moment with 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 Crusher, and I thought it was yeah. very. It was a very good payoff for that for that scene. And, and, and again, it's because it's with a character with an. I think again because it's with an actor that Patrick Stewart respects and knows and. I think he's comfortable in that scene with her. And I think they probably, probably recommended a lot of work on that scene. It was such mm. a, like a, a key thing. Um, and, you know, one, one thing about this is they, they talk about like the last, the last time they saw each other, which was 20 years ago, and it being the end of their relationship. And Picard didn't know it was the end. It had ended five times before, apparently. Um, and I was like, are you saying you were like, you were seeing each other during TNG, like during those years or... When has this happened? Um, five, yeah, five times. Really on and off uh, relationship <laughs> yeah. they they managed the to have. They won't know that we never knew about. Um, <laughs> but but it was good though. Um, I, yeah. I thought that that theme was was very powerful. And also, I did sort of. I did. I was a bit worried. I wouldn't believe whatever reason they gave as to why Beverly wasn't interested. But I suppose yeah. I can appreciate if they'd broken up five times. Uh, if she really didn't believe that Picard was ever going to leave Starfleet and. I think I can buy, I think I can buy that, the the Picard, I wouldn't buy that Picard would ever really be safe or be a good, be a good father, uh, yeah. particularly if he was always in Starfleet and always nearly about to get killed, then it would sort of make sense to try and protect yourself from, from yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if, I think if you... the, the way, the way I kind of went with it is I, I wasn't totally happy with it, but I was more happy with it than I was expecting, basically. Yeah. I, I yeah, was still I, a bit like I don't think she would just fuck off. I don't think that would happen. But like I get, I get the reason makes sense, and like I'm okay with accepting it. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I'm. I, I I was I was happy with it. Um, yeah, yeah. And then um, yeah, they 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 did they did acknowledge the accent, which was just <laughs> really. I don't know why they bothered. Like to be honest, I would have been I would have been happy for them not to bother. Obviously, he has an English accent. Yeah. And they they just felt that they had to justify that for some reason. It, yeah. it really it felt, it felt very expositional. It did. For them to it be did. like, you I know, like... just in case the audience ask is asking, we'd better just address that. Although, don't, don't you think it's like that? It sounds like they made the decision to make him English, and then they went. That doesn't make any sense. We're gonna to have to think of a reason. So, <laughs> yeah. Let's say he went to school in London and put it in the episode. Like yeah. they, they, they realize later that makes no sense. And for some reason, they, he went to school in London and then he never got rid of his English accent, <laughs> despite never being surrounded, not being surrounded by English people. Okay, sure. Yeah, he just kept it. He liked fine. it. Fine, fine. Again, um, I, again. I, to be honest, it really didn't. It, it would have been better if they just hadn't addressed it. I think, but anyway, yeah, it's fine. I think so as well. Um, but I mean, the the the, the scene ends with, and again, great acting from. Uh, from Beverly, I can't, what, what's but what's Crabby Crush's actor, actor, actor name? Um, uh, Gates McFadden. Gates McFadden, of course. Yeah, um, great acting from Gates McFadden. I thought, um, and it ends with her saying to Picard that um, Jack Crusher had the chance to meet him earlier, and, and Jack Crusher chose not to. And Picard's like, Picard, for some reason, is just like, well, well, then it's irreparable, <laughs> and just and just storms off basically. <laughs> I've done. I thought, yeah, I <laughs> forget this. Bit, <laughs> forget that this was a bit, like... like just can't take rejection. Apparently, I just thought that was a bit strange. He was so upset about that, but I mean, okay, I guess it's like maybe it's Picard <laughs> going. Okay, that's the final straw. I'm just a bit exhausted. This whole thing. I'm out. Um, yeah, but, but and, let's head out into the hall. Well, where, this where, is where, the <laughs> where Riker, where where Helen, where Helen, who was watching it with me. Said that who's, it was who's creepiest... Helen Sam for the for the uh, she, She's my fiance. There we go. And and one of our only confirmed <laughs> listeners, as far <laughs> yeah. as I'm aware. Um, she said this was the creepiest line 
ever. Well, the, I mean, <laughs> I, I wrote in my notes, Riker being creepy, because it was, <laughs> it was, it was just, so creepy. It I mean, was like, such a creepy thing. It what did he say? Little, what did he say, grin. It starts with, well, it starts with a little grin. It starts with, like, Crusher's pacing, he just kind of looks at him. And um, Crusher says, stop looking at me like I'm a science experiment. He says, you are one. And I, says, I spent two decades in a spaceship watching you get cooked up before you were born, which is so creepy. It's such a weird thing to say to someone you don't know that well. Some 20-year-old kid. I watched your parents eyeing each other up for years yeah. and then before you were born. I like, and he's, oh, it started out slowly. Oh, it's just the most, such a creepy, weird line. Like, and yeah. like kind of... Only write your jet away. With that. He doesn't really get you know, away with he, it. But... He's still a, he's clearly still a creep after all these years. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah that that creepy element of Riker is it's, it's good to know it's, it's still in it's him. Still there. Yeah, <laughs> he's 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 still a fuckboy at heart. Yeah, <laughs> but it was just so like strange of him to to come out with that. Um, and I just love I just love the fact that while this serious emotional conversation is going on in, in the sick bay outside the doors, Riker is just creeping the hell out of Jack Crusher. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there was a, and they have a little kind of argument about Picard. Riker's saying he's a good man, and also I love that we actually got a reference to the fact that Picard's a robot here. <laughs> he says he's positronic, and and Riker says he's still the same man. Yeah. Um, but they which, did depending reference which it philosophical argument you, you listen to. I wouldn't necessarily agree, but um, yeah. Sorry, you were saying. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with I agree with all of the above. <laughs> um, he, I was I was saying that I was interested. I, it was it was the first time, or they 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 sort of are dancing around the fact that he is a robot, but without really acknowledging <laughs> it because the implications of acknowledging the fact that he is in fact a robot uh, yeah. too deeply might might really destroy some. I mean, of the narrative for one thread. for one for one real obvious reason, right now he's not Jack Crusher's biological father because no, he's he, a robot. Because yeah, he, so he's not. He's, he, now. <laughs> let's, um, and and you know, in all future problems, let's remember that Picard is a robot. Like it, it's going forward from here. I feel like we should like have a we should have a timer, and every twenty minutes we have to remind ourselves that Picard yeah, is a robot. He's still a robot. <laughs> um, and this this scene ends with Riker uh, telling Jack uh, basically to butter up the crew, saying like everyone blames you, but just you know give give them a reason to feel good about it. You know, be a nice dude, and and they'll they won't they won't hate you so much. You got to own it. Um. And that's how that scene, that creepy, weird scene finishes. And I think probably like Never Meet Your Heroes, Jack Crush has heard a lot about Riker and he meets him and he's way, maybe way creepier or as creepy as he expected. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, Picard um, in, in his, in his uh, anger storms out, takes Riker with him, says nothing to, to Jack Crush. He goes back to the bridge um, and the Shrike attacks. Shaw gets super badly injured, like breaks his leg. You can see his bone coming out of his leg. And he immediately puts Riker in command, which is a great little kind of setup. Um, and you see Riker and Picard snap into action, this time switching round. Um, Riker uh, tells Picard but to release a torpedo and to fire it to create a shockwave. But before he finishes his sentence, Picard's already done it, which I yeah. think is supposed to be like, you know, they're so in sync. Look how in sync they are. Um, it, it was a little bit easy. I mean, it was, <laughs> I don't know, I, I'm surprised that they, they fired a lot of stuff and then he just did that and then the ship sort of just sort of shrunk away into the cloud and yeah. that, that did seem a little bit easy to escape, but also, I'll, like, let it, I'll let it go. Don't you just think, <laughs> I mean, just completely ignoring the bridge crew in this bit, like there's someone who fires the weapons, that's their job, yeah. and they probably put out that Picard just did it on his little console on his chair. But, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But he then... and, and he's apparently better, better at them. Yeah, no, just at this really quick. Even the though, even though he hasn't been his officer. Yeah, 
yeah 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 um and uh he says i think it might be time you called me number one which is a, did a you, good great did you like that one, one? That was did my nostalgia like moment of the week, Sam. I, I like that. That was your nostalgia. Okay. okay. Oh, you, you had a fan. Uh, no, well, I, I don't know. I felt it wasn't. I wasn't a huge fan of it. It, what, what, it, was, it was. It was okay. It was. It was fine. What, it was fine. You, why didn't? Was it? Was it a bit? Too I didn't. Con? I didn't like it. it. It was a little bit on the nose. Is it on the nose? The, what the phrase I want to use? Yeah, I'll yeah. say it's a little bit on the nose. Yeah, it's on the um, nose. Yeah, it's definitely on the nose. It's on the nose. That's fair so, enough. So, so, so now we get to Rafi's story, which is a lot better yes now now the yes. wolf's in it and i'm yes. a lot more more, more excited for, for for this um it's it's a real kind of putting um a, a badly performing person with a good with a very well performing person to like bring the other one up isn't it it's like borrowing yeah. the credibility of wolf um but yeah we're back on metallus prime she wakes up to Klingon opera and it's war was it so here's here's what i think yeah. is my fact to the week i'm Ooh. pretty sure that it's not Klingon opera um but i haven't done this up I think it's um, the same music that Picard is listening to in First Contact, Ooh. where Riker Riker sort of walks in in First Contact when he's sort of staring into space before right. they've engaged before they've engaged the Borg. Yeah, he sort of wanders in. He's like Brahms, and he's like, "No, it's some other opera." And I'm pretty sure it's it's a real opera, and it's that one. And then and then you know they get word from, it's Picard, from the bridge. Isn't it? Is it Picard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but it's Picard, it's Picard like and 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 then they go on the bridge so it's actually uh, and again this it seems to be they've really got this first contact music loving going here because oh, obviously they, they it's, have to the, they have the theme at the end they have the theme at the end there's there seems to be quite a lot of references to him so that's my that's my Love little fact star, what was your what was it the star trek tip of the week or i was whatever. i was saying i was saying tidbits last week but i've got fact of the go. week this week but... fact fact that's my fact of the week it, it's it's that same music that's excellent um and we that's that's a great fact and we get Worf introducing himself and he calls himself obviously son of Moog and house of Martok he then says that he's son of Sergei nice to see the Sergei Rajenko his human father getting a reference <laughs> um he says he's the bane of the Juras family which I love because he obviously yeah. killed Juras um and yeah. the slay and slayer of Gowron as well which did he kill did he, did he kill the Juras sisters I suppose that yeah, oh they no, died no, in... he killed he killed um the Juras son didn't he um, yeah, he was, oh yeah, he, did. he was conspiring with Garon to get Garon. Yeah. Like, yeah, when what happened to the Duras? They, oh, they died in they died in no, they died in generations, did they? I can't actually remember to be honest. They, I think I think they were on I think they were on the generate I think in generations, yeah. um, they 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 died or maybe that was insurrection. I don't remember. So I think much, it was generations. I really feel like the, the I feel like the, the writers are massive fans of the films over the TV series. There's so many film references, isn't there? <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember? I th- in, it was whichever film where they uh, bug uh, Geordie's visor. I think that was. Gen- you remember they bug Geordie's visor so that they could see what he's looking at. And then he walks over to the shield console and they like they see the shield frequency. Yeah. And then they attack it. Oh so yeah. I think yeah. that's generations. I think, I think it's generations. generations. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then and then it's like purple and, then, and weird. Whilst they manage to blow up the their bird of prey, um, when it's by forcing it to cloak. They, I think the ship still goes down anyway this is this is a giant uh tangent tangents of <laughs> um i think my, my one my one um my one point on this little bit when he introduced himself was i don't think wolf wolf was always quite a bashful bashful fellow i don't think he didn't come in and go i'm the slayer of garon i don't think yeah he'd do that. but i mean hey you know it's it's what we've it, got and it was a good setup to a joke which did genuinely make me laugh the caramel um, tea yeah yeah he's he's yeah. no longer drinking root beer uh he's drinking he's drinking caramel tea and that was that was good um yeah yeah that was great and, 
Um, and he's and, he, and the whole thing about how he's found calmness alongside fire, and that he's working. How, as you humans say, working on myself. I thought that was yeah. really funny. Um, yeah, I thought this could. You know what? The the way this, I was worried about this, but it actually I thought it worked really well. Uh, yeah. It didn't. It didn't come off like cheesy. It just. It just was funny. Yeah. Um, the whole, also, thought, um, yeah. Go for it. Also, the other thing, right? Wolf. You know, Michael Dorn looks incredible. Yeah. Um, the rest of them look like they're being held together by like tape, <laughs> and like they're about to fall they apart. Like... <laughs> they look like they've they're being held by CGI. Is it? <laughs> Most in CGI. When they don't have CGI on them, you are like they look like they're about to die. Yeah. Um, they, they, whereas Wolf just looks just looks incredible. I, so, I also uh, think that Wolf is uh, Michael Dawn is nailing his character more than anyone else. I thought Michael Dawn in the scene just was Wolf immediately. I completely was. Um, yeah. Yes. Really happy with it. Um, yes. Completely. Completely. I, he I he also, was the best thing. I also thought that. I mean and. I, I, did, I, t- I told you earlier that I, I watched Way of the Warrior last night, uh, or a couple of nights ago, which is the Deep Space Nine two-parter uh, where the Klingons attack Deep Space Nine when they're trying to invade Cardassia. And that's the first episode that Worf comes into TNG. And um, basically watched it because I was kind of like, I was on a bit of a Worf high. And... <laughs> you were on a bit of a Worf high. So you had to, go Worf, had to go watch all of the great Worf yeah, episodes. Worf which, of which there really aren't many. Yeah, that's, that'll be, a, that'll be a, different, a different podcast, our favourite Worf episodes. Um, it wouldn't be a very long podca- podcast. Um, <laughs> probably shorter than this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, in that episode, he does start off being like, I want to leave Starfleet. It's never felt completely right for me. I'm between two worlds. Um, talks about joining the Nybright Alliance. Just some random thing they made up for that episode and never referenced again, but I love that they made something up for that. Um, and yeah, I think also an episode as well, just a very small tangent, Sam, talking about how they got to the edge of space really quickly in episode one. In that in that episode of Deep Space Nine, they talk about um, um, the sister of the brother of um, Cassidy Yates, and she says that he's eight weeks away at maximum warp. <laughs> Eight weeks away. Right, I think right. that's still within Federation space. So, how the hell? I mean, that was one long sleep from Shaw. But anyway, um, he's so he he just took some. He, he he was sleeping one off. He had to go to sleep for a very very long time for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but back back to this episode. Um, Worf uh, is no longer with Starfleet, but his concerns align with theirs. He calls himself a subcontractor, which I think makes a lot of sense. Um, and uh, he says that he he basically kind of teases Raffi into making her choose to stay on the mission with him uh, saying you you have served me well and then walks away and she's like no wait I still want to do this um and then Wolf's like immediately like fine we're, get, we're gonna find this guy called Titus Ricker um and he's the actually he was the person who actually bought the weapons and that's who we're gonna go after and then Raffi's just like I mean like anyone would be in this scene where they're, they're gonna go hunt someone with Wolf. like she just kind of says cool which is yeah I think yeah. it's fair enough um yeah. Are you are you happy with are you happy with that wolf scene, Sam? That, I that I am. I'm I'm happy with wolf being being back in it. Um, he it was really it was really as you said it was really good. They sort of nailed his character. It yeah. was it was funny. I I enjoyed seeing him again. It it did. I mean, I haven't watched rewatched any of the great DS Nine episodes, but maybe that would days. that would maybe that would remind me more of of his. Better, better cat. You know his character development and things I should look out for, since yeah. he was on TNG where he had zero character development. <laughs> what what will return and what I will talk about a bit more is um, is that he does sort of Picard sort of seems to regress into Wolf syndrome because in in TNG Wolf's 
single line in most episodes was that he was going to propose that you know they they attack whatever yeah, it was like, you yeah. know Find see an anomaly coming. let's blow it up we see it see an alien ship yeah let's just launch a torpedo at it who, who, who the hell cares what it is let's just destroy <laughs> it and uh, it was always a bit ridiculous and no one ever listened to him because he yeah. was just you know tactical officer and then and picard does become a bit wolf doesn't he picard becomes a bit wolfy soon so uh, we'll, we'll strange, get on to that but I, in general yeah i thought this was i thought this was great i mean and, and then i mean it, go, I mean, it goes on they go and hunt this guy called titus ricker um yeah. and again the, the kind of the humor stays in the scene which i think i think the humor is the good connection between raffi and wolf it kind of makes it work um yeah. wolf says that she's standing out in the hood and she's like have you seen him you've seen you he says it's casual uh, Rafi says, uh, "Are you? It looks like you worked through a Tuesday beheading." And once Wolf <laughs> incapacitates Titus Rick, he says, "Beheadings are on Wednesdays," which I thought was just a, <laughs> it was, it was good. That was a great. That was a great line. <laughs> it was proper that was Wolf. Tough. That is, I think that was really, really, really happy with that. Yeah. Um, flashback to the Titan, Sam, and uh, something which is going to be a, a theme for the rest of this episode, which does happen. Riker wants to hide, but Picard wants to fight, just like it's, you were talking about. Picard, Picard, Picard has Wolf syndrome. Uh, yeah. Early, early TNG Wolf syndrome, where all he wants <laughs> to do is fight, despite the fact yeah. that it clearly makes no sense to fight this ship, which is Absolutely obviously not. way more heavily armed than they are, and they've appeared to do no damage to it, so it doesn't make any sense, but he's keeps pushing this line that they have to fight for some reason. Yeah, and, and I think this is this is again a syndrome of the other characters coming back in and showing that they can pick up where they left off and Picard, uh, Patrick Stewart constantly drifting around between doing the right thing and not doing the right thing. This and I know he's involved in the writing and everything else. And I just I just don't think this is what Picard would have done in this situation. And it's it's quite jarring to see him do it. Yeah. And for me, this was I guess it felt like an excuse to have Riker and Picard really have some tension. Yeah. You know, and, and explore what that, te- what that what that tension looked like. And I'm all for that because that was interesting. And it was interesting seeing them them sort of, you, you know, uh, this play out over over the that sort of scenes. But it was, it's a shame it just wasn't about something a little bit more, uh, you know. A, a more of a, a dilemma where you could have taken yeah. it aside. Exactly, rather Riker's than just being right. like Riker was obviously right the whole yeah. way through. Riker was right. You were just like, "Well, yeah. this is really stupid. Why would Picard um, be suggesting this?" One thing, that and again, I think, and again, yeah. not sorry, not not at all in keeping with Picard's character. Like, no. not at all what he would have done when he was a captain. Not at all. You can't imagine Picard doing that. So no, it, never. It's, it's just, just it, he was always a diplomat. He was always trying to find the peaceful way out every single yeah. time. Um, yeah. And Picard does say, I mean, he basically. Um, blames the fact that Riker lost to Ross lost a child for the fact that he wants to hide which is just incredibly cruel and, that's when, <laughs> and Riker's like you were stepping out of line and he really was I mean that was I feel, I, feel, I missed that bit what, what, what was what exactly did he so so when Picard comes up to the bridge uh he's he and he's talking I mean I'm not sure if this happens now or a bit later on but he basically says yeah. um you know the reason that you keep on you keep not changing changing your strategy you keep on wanting to hide is because you want to protect people and you're it's because you lost a son i i know you're scared of losing people and you can't make you can't be weak because of that um mm. which is just <laughs> super cruel to Riker. Yeah. cruel <laughs> really unfair weird yeah. inappropriate <laughs> just in no way just picard completely out of character very very weird yeah. um yeah. but yeah we have this this tension going on and then while this is all this is happening and they're arguing, the problem that, you know, why, you know, Picard potentially wants to fight is they're going into this gravity well, into the center of this biological slash electrical anomaly, um, anomaly, sorry. And they're saying that it's a gravity well 
And Sam, this this leads on to my conspiracy theory of the week. I'm, I'm going for three for three here. This is this is the hat trick. All right. So we've got some DS9 elements coming in. And there's something pulling everyone towards this biological electrical phenomenon. This is a wormhole. 100%. This is a wormhole. Um, there's something kind of going on biological in it. it could, hey, it's not. It's probably not the profits, but you know, DS9 is very prevalent. But I think that's a wormhole, and it's going to take them somewhere else. Uh, that's, yeah, that's... no, that's a that's a very a very good shout. To be honest, uh, yeah. with the with the changing element, I couldn't absolutely believe that it is in fact the wormhole. Yeah. Um, my wormhole. when I was thinking about it, I was I think because I've got this. Uh, it, this ongoing concern that it, there's going to be some sort of time traveling <laughs> incident. Yeah, yeah. I was concerned this anomaly was going to be some sort of portal to the past or something along those it lines. Could, it could be. Uh, to go back to when, I don't know, when they were younger or something like something along those lines. But I think actually I'm, I'm very convinced by your conspiracy theory here. I think that that is... I I, I'm willing to. I'm Hamilton. willing. I'm, I'm willing to. I'm willing to go with you on this. I think. I think it was wormhole. That makes a lot of sense. I would, it, I would, I would, I would be less convinced. Hamilton. Yeah, I would be less convinced if if it wasn't. But now the chain signature showed up. I mean. Yeah, this is, this know, is it, all it, the it elements are there. A lot more sense, doesn't it? Um, so yeah, that's that's the theory. But yeah, we have them arguing, and he's still hiding. Um, yeah. Back to sick bay, uh, Beverly and Jack uh, doing their bit, showing that they're 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 useful. Uh, you know. Jack Crusher being nice to people, buttering people up like Rucker told him to. Um, Beverly being a good doctor. She Shaw's dying. She's got he's got internal bleeding, and Beverly just quickly saves his life. You know, just oh, you know, you know, you know scanners that always pick it up. I'll just put him on his side and I'll sort him out. Yeah, I've, I've got to I've got to really question the other doctor and her ability to doctor, to, right. <laughs> to do simple medical procedures or use any of the technology that we've seen them use to be able to save this guy who's got it? internal bleeding. I'm sorry, but that's never been a problem before. So I have to think she's not great. This yeah, other doctor. I think they should they should get an EMH in there to be honest. If yeah. that's their if that's their best option, they um, should. <laughs> I'd be I'd be get Rob get Rob Picardo back in back in a series. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I yeah, I just thought that was that was crazy. But um, you know, she Beverly proving her worth for for narrative and plot device reasons there. Um and yeah. sure on his side, just like kind of spits in Jack Crush's face and just says, <laughs> How did they keep finding us? Which is this is a weird, weird it's a weird thing to say when you're bleeding out yeah. and bleeding. <laughs> the only thing he's thinking about. Yeah, I really thought he was gonna say something along the lines of, you know, this is your fault or I hate yeah. you, but he just asked him a, a nice question a to keep the plot question. going. Exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> um, which 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 very conveniently leads to Jack Crusher having a hunch. And he, he tries to get to the bridge, he can't get into the bridge. So he goes to seven of nine, his next best. Option. I really thought he was gonna punch the guy. Oh, uh, yeah, same. Uh, as as he he tries to get on the bridge and the bridge guy yeah, says, No, you can't go on the bridge. I really I I would have bet anything any money he was gonna punch his way to the yeah. bridge, but it would have made more sense. He, he turned around, he <laughs> turned around and, and he left. And I was like, Wow, this is this is he's growing. He's growing, he's growing, <laughs> he's well, he's, he's growing as a for about five minutes anyway, till he does punch someone. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> but he goes to seven, he says, You're in a Federalist Rangers, you know that there's some there's some kind of like um blood in the water he calls it here um and then they work they work out that it's um deuterium leaking from the warp core i think it is which means that they've been sabotaged someone's someone's deliberately leaking this stuff uh so that they can be tracked um just because so, they can track the element of it coming out um 
and so Seven and and Jack Crusher, uh, Jack Crusher quickly punches the guy, keeping Seven <laughs> in her quarters. They go down to <laughs> engineering, and uh, they go to work on this thing. It's like a gaseous area. It's like it's like toxic. Um, they get separated, and Jack gets uh, attacked by the interrupter from earlier. Sam, the guy, the guy earlier who was who was really rude... enthusiastically angry about not seeing anything out of his window. Yeah. Um, he comes back in and and uh, just just absolutely destroys Jack Crusher. Just like, but when Jack Crusher does get a punch in, his face phases away, and we obviously know later that this is this is Changelings. My immediate thought was Sulabon, actually, which was if you remember uh, in Enterprise, they were the uh, similarly shape shifting kind of morphing um, uh, characters, and I was like, oh wow, that's, that was very a very niche thing to bring Sulabon back in, but of course it's not Sulabon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, did, what did you first think when you saw that? Because that's the first kind of mention of anything. I shape. thought it was a change thing. Um, I, di- I didn't go to quite. I didn't go to quite as niche a place as as uh, <laughs> as, as that as Enterprise. I, I was thinking. I thought Changeling when yeah. when his face went all funny. Which is um, which was a great. It's a great real left field thing. Um, this is this is this is. I mean, let's just talk about that because I think that I think the Changelings were under under underused as a, yeah. as a as a as a as a villain on 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 star trek and, yeah. and obviously that they, they then used them to much better effect in in Battlestar galactica uh <laughs> or it was essentially the same same plot device of anyone could be a villain yeah um you know any, it, could, it could be anyone they never really did 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 enough of that in in deep space nine which was a shame and yeah. i uh, yeah sorry go on no i was gonna say just a lot of the ds9 elements like stayed in ds9 i think a lot of it a lot of the stuff that was good they never used it elsewhere it was very a very contained series i thought yeah um, and changing but, but, one of it. but it was not yeah the, the changings were, were really good and i'm i'm glad they're back and my my sort of one i don't know if it's a low light but my uh, well actually no i do i do have a an upcoming low light that i that i thought was a genuine low light but this my my sort of slight concern and give this as a concern for 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 next episode is that we've only got seven episodes now yep. to explore this in any depth, and that's it. And then yep. the series is ending. Yep. So I guess I'm a little bit sad that that this didn't come into play a little bit sooner. Like I would just don't have cool. more episodes, you know, or all like, all that yeah. we have more episodes. But to be honest, like this whole sort of hitting the the key villains or, or regrets of Picard's life over three seasons, like we'll do data and, you know, resolve that relationship and then we'll do the Borg and we'll resolve that. And now we're going to, now we're going to use the changings. I sort of think, oh, well, the changings would have been cool to explore if we're yeah. going to do this whole wormhole thing. And maybe we're, t- maybe we're totally wrong. Maybe we're not going to go out to the wormhole, but if we are, oh, why wasn't it just three seasons of that? <laughs> yeah, like, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I think one thing, one thing, one warning sound. <laughs> I think you're giving the writers so much credit right now. I, I, we're not, it's not confirmed that we're going to have seven episodes about the changelings. I don't think we are. I, you, I, you don't, I, you don't think this is going to be a proper, a proper like exploration of that. Well, I'll tell you what, it. that, that's my concern. That they're really not, either they're not going to, they're not going to do this justice at all. And the, the changelings will just be a slight, I don't know, they're, they're just, just part of Vadic. Vadix yeah. kind of crew or whatever. It's just a little like this a little kind of because he does say that he's working with like the people who are all, like enemies of the of the Federation, basically like a little collective of enemies. Um, yeah. I don't know if they're the main the main villains. I hope I kind of hope they are because it would be really cool if they were. But I just don't. I don't know, man. Um, 
but I mean, in that in that in that scene, and we get a little bit of a, a little bit of a sneak peek into what's to come. And you could have blinked and you miss it really. When Jack is kind of lying there unconscious, and he sees Seven before she he actually comes back in, he has a hallucination, and it's almost like a, a Cisco Prophet's hallucination, um, where Seven of Nine says and has a go. I, this is this was my moment this week where I went back and paused it and checked what what happened. Um, put the subtitles on. Uh, she says, "Connect the branches. We'll be together soon. Find me," uh, which is this okay this is my low light of the week this is this is it you know what? i'm deciding right now um having a uh, this is having a little hallucination with some weird like um half sentences is so just a, a, a an easy plot device it's so lazy i just i wasn't into this and there, there's like lots of little red branches coming out behind her i was just no not for me I, I did miss this i have to say i mean i saw i remember the the, the sort of you know hallucination but i didn't didn't necessarily listen to what they were saying but you're right yeah. this is a very it's a very lazy it's so generic isn't writing it? isn't it and yeah. and it feels very to be honest it feels very 90s it feels like yeah. a very 90s tv series thing to do like uh and, very 90s. And, and, and also you're right that it absolutely reminds me of uh of deep space nine the way they filmed it thinking about it even like the way they filmed it the lighting it was a bit kind of brighter yeah it feels very like uh he was having a vision of well, it feels very like Cisco and his vision and the of the prophets. prophets, I suppose. Yeah, 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 it did feel like that. But it was, I don't know, just I, I'm not into that unless it's the prophets. But I, again, I don't think it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? But I mean, uh, so, so obviously Jack is injured. Seven takes him. Seven finds him, takes him to uh, sick bay. She she immediately tells Picard, knowing that this is Picard's son. And uh, what does Picard do? What does Picard do, Sam? He, he takes the same turbo lift ride that right. He takes before. a seventeen-second turbo lift ride, <laughs> he and does. here comes my low light of the week—the <laughs> most heavy-handed, <laughs> heavy-handed way to show that Picard is, yeah, uh, thinking about what it means to be a father and yeah. learning about it. And it, you know, we didn't have to do any work for this. That was the great thing about this scene because they'd already explained what we should be feeling. You know, in this, uh, <laughs> we we already had a bit of a a commentary of how we should feel on this scene. So when Picard's in the episode, it's cool. We can just remember that Riker's telling us, well, you know, he's thinking of his son and he's worrying about it. He's imagining the future. And it's nice, you know, because then we don't have to do any any work as the as a viewer. We don't have to imagine anything. Um, and yeah, this was this was my absolute low light. I just thought this was so heavy handed um, <laughs> and really in, in your face way of it was making and, and Picard, you know, suddenly like... realise. Jack Crusher flatlining and then coming back to yeah. life and uh, yeah. was, it was so like all right you know okay we get it we get it Picard likes kids now we get it yeah yeah um, and yeah so that was a very very kind of heavy-handed scene but Picard now is it's not it's not irreparable anymore he'll do anything for his kid he's learned finally the value of children um and we at this point we we cut straight away cut away from that uh, back to Raffi and Worf um, and they're interrogating this Titus Ricker. um. And I've got to say, I, I don't know. I don't think you were a big Green Day fan back in the day, Sam. I don't remember you being into Green Day. Uh, I wasn't a big Green but Day fan. This guy looks—he's the spitting image of Billy Joe Armstrong. He looks exactly the lead singer of Green Day. He looks exactly like him. It's really—it looks like they've just kidnapped Green Day. Um, <laughs> and, and my my fact of the cut week, to... Sam. Sorry, no, go no, on. Yeah, yeah. sorry, no, go, go for it, go for it. No, I was going to say, just cut. If we just cut to Raffi and Wolf interrogating <laughs> the front front man of Green Day, that <laughs> that is quite quite the scene. Yeah, that would be excellent. Um, but my fact of the week is about this guy because I had to look him up, and it turns out 
talking of fathers and sons in Star Trek, it turns out that this actor, when he was a kid, in generations, he played Picard's imaginary son in the Nexus. This is the same guy wow. from that. Yeah. So this is this is also in a way also Picard's son. Wow. Um, so that's yeah. interesting. That's I my little if they, of the week. I wonder the week. do you think do you think that he has been asked like how do you think he ended up getting this role? You know, do you think he's been asking for the past you know just, 20, let, me play, just let me be in Star Trek 30 again. years or so. Please, can you just let me back in? I just want I just want another shot. I was <laughs> You know, I, I could be Jack Crusher. They were like, no, you can't be Jack Crusher. You're not good enough. But we can give you, we can make you some sort of villain that dies within within a, within a sort of two minute span. Yeah, I, I'm really interested as to how they ended up getting him. I don't know. Well, I want to know more about I, Billy. What, what else has Billy Joe Armstrong done? Oh, wait, it's not Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> What's he been in? What, what else? Rico, is... the actor. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but it's, it's you know, it's just... I, <laughs> I I can't get out my head. This guy just is Billy Joe Armstrong. I don't. I mean, he's dead now, so it's okay. But um, this this actually in this scene, that this was the closest we got to uh, Raffi ruining the scene for me. This this was like this was the Raffi bit where she's playing bad cop to Wolf's good cop, and she's like, nobody knows you're here. We're gonna keep you here as long as we want. And then she starts going on this whole big thing about, oh, withdrawal, is it? Oh, I've, I know about withdrawal. And it just was, he wasn't withdrawal. He was just actually a changeling. And Wolf yeah. just steps in and goes, uh, yeah, how long have you been away from the Great Link? He just knows <laughs> it like, pin out, like, pin out all of the air out of the room. Forget, um, forget all that like, Raffi crap. Yeah, yeah Raffi's fine. like, I'd... yeah, completely, completely innocuous, like, not useful in that scene at all, just kind of messing around. Um, and... You know, uh, he kind of admits that he's a changeling. I have to say, my highlight of the week was the confirmation that they are changelings. I think that was the, the moment when, okay, and also, and also part of this too, because uh, obviously, Titus Ricker says, uh, you know, he he starts playing the Romulans. That was a distraction. He's actually like a, a kind of a little cooperative event of aliens who are against Star Trek, against Star Trek, not against Star Trek, against the Federation, <laughs> um, who have who did this attack. Um, and then he slimes away. He goes into his liquid form. Good to see an updated, yeah. an updated changeling liquid form, uh, like with new <laughs> graphics, where it's actually it doesn't like look, it doesn't uh, look quite so bad as it looks did in like these a muck or a grimer Pokemon, just like kind of sliming away. And then they just they they kill it. They kill him to stop him leaving. Um, but the, the my probably my highlight of the week actually was Wolf saying um, a contact, a man of great honor uh, in the in the Great Link told me about this this splinter faction who of the changelings who have broken away um and obviously that is a reference to René Aubergenois who passed away a few years ago who played Odo uh and it's just really good to have him have a reference to him in the show I'm really happy they got it in um, yeah yeah that was good and and it's a shame because this would have been a good time to to see Odo's character again uh, yes exactly so good but no i didn't i have to say i didn't understand and I haven't looked you know really looked into this next bit but something along the lines of wolf said that he couldn't acknowledge this because it would yeah it would all oh, right so this this it would, was... it would reignite the dominion war or something along those lines they couldn't acknowledge this group so, so that I was, was a little bit confused basically that. they said um that the federation um so they they know about the splinter faction of of like you know, of of terrorist changelings, but they can't acknowledge that they exist because it would be it would reignite the Dominion War. But basically, they, they because they have an accord, they have an accord with the Dominion the, the, with the Dominion. Um, that's like peace. They they have peace with the Dominion, and this might risk it. I think is what they're trying to say. 
I don't necessarily. I know what you mean. I don't necessarily agree that they just can't acknowledge that it's the thing. Uh, I think. But, I think you could acknowledge it. I think you. You know. I, I suppose I'm not very experienced in uh, galactic politics uh, as, yeah. it, as it goes, but it, I, I'm not really clear why Starfleet couldn't say, hey, there's a terrorist faction that presumably you know about that is <laughs> trying to hurt us. Yeah. Can you not? Can you stop that, please? Yeah. But um, apparently they can't do that, which was no, a little bit confusing to me. It was a bit strange. Um, I do have... I have, actually have two points. Okay. So I've got one small extra little conspiracy theory. Which is not 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 it's, it's too far fetched to be a proper conspiracy theory. Um, what if Vadic is a um, a Vorta, and the Bird Skull aliens are secretly Jem'Hadar with masks on? <laughs> and uh, actually... they, do you know what they the the they could be Jem'Hadar. Yeah. Uh, I could I could buy that they could be Jem'Hadar, like new uh, Jem'Hadar. The Skull. Like, they would make it, it would so at white. least it would lot, make it a lot more. Like why why are they introducing these the bird skull aliens if if they're not something we already know and it yeah. feels like hopefully they yeah no I could buy that and also this, this I, I'm liking is... your conspiracy theories oh, at the moment Pete. I, it, I think I think they're pretty well formed but I I think they're good well I I tell you what as well like it's a, it's a series about drug drug addiction is so heavily featured in the series and Rafi <laughs> you know the Jem'Hadar were uh, hooked on Catrasa White so you know why not um my yeah. other my other thought here was. And I, I'm, I'm, like I say, my highlight was the René Aubergenois uh, nod. I have to say, though, in terms of actual Star Trek canon, if you share something with someone and you're in the Great Link, everyone in the Great Link knows about that. So Odo has shared this stuff, informed the Federation about this stuff, and he must be in big trouble because everyone else in the Great Link will know that he's done that immediately because they share all their thoughts in the Great Link. So uh, <laughs> unless he's just like, again, left the Great Link and not gone back, but if he's still in the Great Link, they all know that he did that. So he's probably like in the shit with the other changelings. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yes, that's a good yeah, point. So a little... maybe maybe Odo's in trouble. Maybe uh... Odo's in trouble. That's a little side story. <laughs> Odo is Odo is in the bad books of everyone else. Yeah. Um, but that was what a great what a great scene. Worf being fantastic. Changelings coming back. Love it. It was it was good. That was really good. It was, the changelings was genuine and genuine exciting. I am. I, I wasn't concerned until we started talking about it because I was like, well, this is great. The, mm. You know, this this Picard season three is clearly moving in a direction which says the changings are going to be central to the plot. We're really going to explore what that means. It's almost certain or my, my thought was there's almost certainly going to be a changeling somewhere on the ship. Like you wouldn't introduce changelings yeah. and not have one of the main characters be a changeling because... Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You know, you, you've got this plot device in there in the same way it just works, worked in Battlestar Galactica. Why wouldn't you do it here? But now you've got me all concerned that, that this isn't going to be, this is going to be referenced again. These are just, just, just going to be know, two convenient ways for them to, for, for them to, you know, infiltrate the ship or something. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just too good to be true that they would, they would now be this kind of Cold War, Dominion War story, which would be really cool. I just don't think they do that. I think there's going to be some other thing um and and let's just think about okay who have we not had in this series yet we haven't had jordan laforge we also haven't had brent spiner yet sam we so, haven't uh, but is brent yeah. is brent spiner coming back for this one i think so in some way i mean i, I don't maybe not but like if he is i'm not gonna i don't i don't think i'm not convinced brent spiner well i mean in theory data is uh, that, gone, yeah. that, data data's gone but also his 
his arc has been resolved, I yeah. thought, in season one. So I'd be surprised if we see him back. But, but I mean, in if... season two, he came back as every ancestor of, of the creator. Oh, yeah, he did. So. Sorry, he did. He did come back for reasons in season two. <laughs> I, the, he the, was contracted. Just, I guess perhaps, perhaps it comes back to what we said in the first in episode one of this podcast which was that really we just wanted to see deep space nine uh <laughs> <laughs> the next the next season of deep space nine yeah and so now i'm getting excited when i'm seeing deep space nine elements but i know full well there are only seven episodes so they can't do anything particularly you know groundbreaking because they've only got seven hours to do it and you're right they haven't brought in joy laforge so he's got to make some sort of in you know he's got to make some sort of debut at some point yeah and sure. his daughter somehow needs to be involved and we don't know how she is so that that's again that's my conspiracy theory of the week it's not really a conspiracy theory it's, it's, it's the more that there's something <laughs> untoward about her she's about she's coming to she's coming to seven of nine's quarters and she's <laughs> saying stuff for no reason she doesn't she doesn't yet serve any purpose to, to the to the story I but mean, we are seeing yeah. bits of character development with her so yeah i guess i feel like she's being set up as it could be that she's just being set up for a role in the series later on. But my, my kind of thought is that maybe she's a changeling. But yeah, that, it, I don't know whether I don't know whether that would really, really play out. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I think that's I think that's entirely also a good conspiracy theory. And I, I hope that it's I hope that it is something like that rather than just this is the <laughs> daughter. So we have to give her a, a plot. Yeah, um, I hope not. But yeah, so I, I think that could be very possible to be honest. I mean, she is kind of a bit too nice, isn't she? So, so, so who? So, if it's not her, I mean, and and we're let's say I'm right, and that there is a, it is a changeling somewhere aboard the the ship of people that we've already met. Who's the changeling for you? If it's oh, not, so if it's not her, um, if it's not her, who is it? Uh, oh, it could. I mean, no. Oh, I hope not. It could be sure. I hope it's not sure. It could be sure, but I I, oh. I was and I was wondering. So I was also wondering about seven, seven, um, yeah, seven she's got in isolated. The sense. She and she she's adds that character. She she was isolated. She also was the one that took them there. Yeah, um, that's true. Whilst they were all asleep, and that didn't really make total sense. But then I was also like, but they didn't know. No, I think that's entirely fair enough. It it, it, it could have been, but it's also it, it's also doesn't quite it doesn't quite add up in terms of um. You know, Picard and Riker just sort of showed showed up there and then and and then said they wanted to go and then Seven took them there. But but how would Seven know? So I don't I don't know that that quite works out. So also, I, I was I was going through all these different characters wondering what, what their possible reasons could be for betraying everyone. Uh, which I, I, again I, I love about why the changing such a great villain. I think Jack Crusher is a big shout as well because if you think about it, when we find Jack Crusher, Beverly is unconscious. He could have been replaced in that moment um he could actually not be because son at all i think jack crusher definitely could be but you think jack crusher is a change thing could be interesting interesting could be. interesting could be. and then and then jack and jack crusher is actually really nice his jack actual jack crusher is like a really nice person <laughs> and he doesn't have a british accent at all <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> um but the, i mean the final scene of this of this episode um uh, back to the bridge this is when picard actually says about uh, riker's kid and stuff and they have a bit of a bit of a tiff um and Jack then says, that lets everyone know there's a changeling on board. So now we, this is the, the Hulk on the seat that we have. Um, but that, that changeling has actually uh, let the bomb go off and in the ship and completely incapacitates the Titan. Um, and in this moment, Riker uh, finally gives into Picard and decides to fight instead of run. 
and uh, the portal tech that they're using, which they used they used earlier to to keep the enterprise in enterprise. God, that wishful thinking. The Titan <laughs> in the Titan in place, and they're now keep it. They're now using it to uh, take the torpedoes and uh, portal it behind their own ship, so that the torpedoes go onto its own ship. I thought that was that was clever. I thought that was cool. What did you think of that? And the portal yeah, being I, used in general in battle. I liked it. And, uh, you know, it confirmed what we've all been thinking all along, that that Picard was being a moron by telling them to continually, continually attack over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, it, it was, it, it was, you know, it was, it was a good scene. I, yeah. I also thought that there was really, Riker didn't really have any options at that point. I suppose he could have tried to fly away, uh, but he didn't really have a whole lot of choice there. No. You know, he, Essentially resisted for like Picard for as long as 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 was possible, and then they now couldn't flee, and they were stuck there. So they may as well attack. Um, so yeah. they and they, and they did, but but yes, uh, Riker. But, and Riker still Riker, gets very upset. <laughs> Riker did, does get very upset, and this was a bit weird because I was I was like, well, it's still Riker's decision at the end of the day, uh, yeah. and that felt very. Exactly. Not really in keeping with your Starfleet training of responsibility. You're the captain. You make the decision. Exactly. Uh, but I suppose if Picard has been having his uh, Wharf syndrome all episode and just really been has. for the last five hours telling him, you know what, you should just attack. You should just attack. You should just attack. And also <laughs> told him, yeah, for some reason, Bob is his uh, kid dying for some reason. Maybe you would be a bit pissed off. So I did. I did sort of quite believe when he was sort of saying, get the you know, get the hell off the bridge and you've yeah. killed us all. I, I thought it was, feel. I thought it was, it was, it was too emotional, but also Picard has just said to him, uh, you're weak because you're scared of people dying because your son died, which is really harsh. So I can also kind of see what he got. Upset. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. It felt like, harsh, but, but deserved. <laughs> and, yeah, and, I'm, and also I'm glad Picard's <laughs> off the bridge now. Like he's just, he's just making a mess. Like get out of here. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we, we leave them uh, going into the gravity well, uh, whatever that gravity well will be. And that's the end of the episode. Um, yeah. And Sam, as always, the first thing I want to know to you as we reach the credits is you have five bars of gold press latinum. How many bars are you giving us? Four, four bars, four, four bars. Four bars of platinum. I think we're, I think we're trending upwards. I, yes. I, the, the changelings were a big, a big plus for this this episode. Oh, yes. uh, I, I liked that. There were. I, I also, re, I also liked Picard and Riker arguing a lot. I, yes. I Again, again, I suppose really what I was looking for from this season, uh, <laughs> from, from, well, all the seasons of Picard was seeing how the characters grow you know seeing how they interact with each other seeing how they've changed the fact that there was some conflict there and they put Riker as being the captain and and Picard is not that was really interesting to explore that it was a bit it was a shame that it wasn't about something a little bit more convincing and a bit more of a dilemma but but it was it was cool to see that so I I, yeah, yeah five five four out of five I think I think that's entirely fair, and I'm probably going four point five. Actually, I'm going to go up because I was four last week. I'm going to go four point five this week because I'm also going to trend upwards. I really like this episode. Um, oh, the, the things that annoyed me were minor, and not weird things like Jack Crusher knowing the frequency of a, of a um a brig uh, force field so he can get out. Like, it wasn't weird stuff like that. It was just kind of very minor things. I Wharf was the highlight for me. Uh, thought he was fantastic. Um, and just generally just a good action-packed episode it, you know it, it's it's not tng it's never going to be but if we're going for movie track it's good movie track so you know i'm i'm happy with where we are with it um yeah but for episode four do you what is your hope and what is your concern for next week 
Well, my hope now is that, is that they don't drop the whole changeling thing, which I wasn't <laughs> a concern for me at all until until we did, before we did this. I, well, is this I your suppose I, now? I I suppose it, it, that that's maybe my well, it's it, I think I'll say my cons. I still think that they will carry on with it. Um, I, so. I I I don't think they're going to drop it. I would hope they wouldn't. Um, so my concern is perhaps slightly they're going to um, uh, drop it. Just just now you said that. Yeah. Uh, I guess my my hope is that um, I think my hope I'm going to continue my hope from from last time, like which was that we don't know what Vadik's doing. Uh, Vadik appears to have because Vadik flew up, flies off as well as as they're going into the gravity well. Vadik makes no attempt to uh, to, to sort of stop them in any yeah. way. You know, apparently just flies off and leaves them floating down. So if the gravity well was going to kill them, I suppose she presumably would have been angry about that because yeah. you know all the, all, they, all she wants is Jack Crusher for reasons unknown. Maybe she unknown. was trying to coax them into the gravity well the whole time. Exactly. So so it, and and when you look at it, it does seem that it does actually they get yeah, that probably does seem what she was trying to do. When you think that she was trying to stop them leaving, she was trying to shoot them. It's generally just harried them around, and now now they're into it. So I just hope that. Again, whatever Vadik's motivation is to push them towards this gravity well to want Jack Crusher and all that stuff is a good one <laughs> and not yeah. some sort of, uh, uh, you know, horrifying. I don't know. She's she's in fact an AI or twin of, um, I don't know. Or, or a Vorta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a Vorta. Oh, I wouldn't mind her being a Vorta. That'd be good. I think, yeah. Anyway, um, but so, so I guess that's what. What about, what about yours? What's your hopes yeah, and concerns? I guess my hope is my big hope for next episode is that these stories finally join up i, I want Worf and raffi to meet the rest of them i'm i'm kind of tired of them being separate um it's less painful now that it's not just raffi and it's Worf, but i still just want them to i'm kind of done with, with metallus prime i'm done with terry metallus prime just you know <laughs> go and meet up with everyone else. that's that's my hope um my concern is that we have seen the last of Shaw being a main character in this show i, I you know he's injured he's out of the picture i really hope that they don't just phase him out now. I hope he comes back and is like, right, I'm sorting this out, you guys. Because um, mm. he's a really good actor, really good character, and I, I think it'd be a shame to, for him to phase out. Um, this is probably, the, I mean, we've, we've spent two episodes just this being basically being a, a Captain Shaw fan club, and we've hardly spoken about in this episode. But he is, We, we haven't. He didn't really do much other than get injured and then move the scene on by, <laughs> by him with How what felt like well, one of his dying breaths, you know, really tr saying something expositional to, to Jack Crusher. But sure, you know, uh, I, 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 I actually with you on that, that it probably is a legitimate concern that yeah. Shaw will effectively be written out of the show. Yeah, yeah. I hope not. Um, I hope not. They're still on the Titan for now. So. They're still on the Titan, but he's now he was now very badly injured, and they don't seem to have any kind of medical skill to be able to really. So I think he'll be out for months, to be honest, based on the level of uh, medical expertise they have. Roll him onto his side. That, that's all they can do for him, actually. <laughs> he's not, in the recovery any, position. Don't use any of the incredible scanners or anything any that they've got. <laughs> but no, sure. Beverly sorted okay. out though. Beverly sorted out. That's what Beverly does. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I mean, we're 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 positive. We're we're going into episode four, and we're feeling good about it. Let's see. What I think so. Yeah. This is trended up. You know, I think it was. I think maybe I I was kind of three and a half, three and a half to four. So, to, and to, you know, and we're, we're no longer complaining about track Sam. We're now just enjoying it. Isn't that nice? Yeah, I would say I would say the 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 only thing I've really really complained about was the seventeen seconds in the turbo lift, <laughs> That's which very true. Was, was it, it was the it was for me the worst part of the episode, and weirdly, what they named the episode after. Yeah. Uh, they were like so proud of that 
that they were like, let's call this 17 seconds. So, this so, is so this, like kind of abstract. this is so deep. This is so deep and cool. He's doing what Riker did years yeah. earlier. What symmetry? What I, writing? I, 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 I know they didn't, but imagine if they made that that type of 17 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> It was just Picard for 17 seconds on his own. Like, I, I wish I I wish I had times now. How long it was? I might yeah, I might go back actually. and time it. I'll let you know next the next episode. It wasn't, for listeners, I'll let you know next. Wasn't episode, 17 was. seconds, was it? It wasn't 17 seconds. Maybe the next episode would be called like seven seconds or something. It's Picard's journey. This would be very confusing uh, <laughs> if they did start to call it after seconds. Um, um, anyway, cool. that's been that's been episode three of of talking about Trek. It's it's been a another another fun fun app to record now, and um do, do you think it can survive this podcast are you going to uh japan yes for, 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 <laughs> listeners, for listeners, listeners i'm going to japan uh, episode five will be will be uh broadcast from kyoto episode five what about episode four episode four we can squeeze in just before i go uh, okay. okay episode five okay. will be will be uh cross-continental um so i'll be walking around the the streets of japan's ancient capital uh, thinking about Captain Shaw and thinking about Raffi and thinking about 17 seconds. Uh, I'm trying, <laughs> thinking, I'm trying to find the most Star Trek thing I can find in Japan. Thinking, thinking through in your 17 seconds on uh, whatever lift you're in, you know, what it's like to be a father. Yeah, my uh, world then. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, we're looking out for anyone sweating. Yeah. There might be a changeling. I'll be going to find... the, Daystrom, the Daystrom Institute, which is uh, actually is in Japan. Uh, in in the show, so uh, oh yeah, I, I think you just need to find the most Star Trek thing you can for the purposes of this this podcast and yes. do that thing, whatever it is in Tokyo, the most Star Trek thing possible to do. Do that I thing. Will do. I will. I will and seek it out. I'm not going to spend a lot of time looking for it. But do, do, just just <laughs> just do all. All you should do is that. That's what you should whole day make your entire holiday about. I'm sure there's nothing else to see in Japan. So I don't think so. I, I mean, the reason I'm going is to look for Star Trek memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. we've got one more episode before that before that uh, experience of episode five. So uh, we'll see you next week for episode four. Uh, say goodbye, Sam. Goodbye. See you next week. Goodbye.